G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us here on the show. Now, on today's show, it's a little bit different. I don't have a guest with, with me. I'm actually going to talk to you guys about the top three lessons I learned, my takeaways from, from cycling my first ever multifamily deals. I'm really excited to be bringing you this short, sharp, little 10, 15-minute episode here talking about some of the lessons I took away from selling my first two multifamily deals. So I want to get into it. And so without further ado, let's do it. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reid Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. If you haven't been following me on social media, you should. Let's just start out there. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And if you have been following me, you would have seen that about a month ago, I sold my first two ever deals. You know, I've come full cycle. We bought them two and a half years ago, and now we came full cycle and we're able to sell them. So it's just, I, I'm grinning from ear to ear. If, you, if you're not seeing me, if you're listening to this on, um, on, on, on iTunes or on SoundCloud or wherever you podcast, but if you're looking at, uh, at the video, you'll see that I'm actually grinning from ear to ear in terms of just coming full cycle and the importance of coming full cycle on a deal. And I want to reflect some of those top three lessons. But before I do, let me give you some history on these deals. So we bought these deals about two and a half years ago from an out-of-state investor who lived in Oregon and the deals are based in San Antonio, Texas. We brought them as a two-pack, uh, 388 units, and we sold them as a two-pack. Uh, we bought them in the mid '80s, a door, uh, and we, we were able to sell them for a very, very nice figure. All that, you know, just recently, two and you know, uh, two and a half years later after we bought them. And part of our value add concept was to go in, and it was really un, untouched. We went in and we completely renovated all the exteriors. We renovated all the amenities. 
we rebranded the asset and then we, we ultimately worked on turning the interior units. And part of our value-add strategy, like anything, we actually sold these assets with meat left on the bone. And we always try to leave a little bit of meat left on the bone, but on these particular assets we left, we'd only renovated about 30% of the units. And you might be asking us, well, why did you only renovate 30% of the units? Well, the thing was, that's what we do in terms of we go in and we do a slow and steady um, type of burn rate in, in terms of the interior renovations. When we first buy an asset, we come in and we will go in and blow the exteriors out. So we'll come and repaint the exterior brick, the exterior siding, we'll rebrand the asset. We will upgrade the leasing center, the gym, the pool. We'll upgrade all the uh, the amenities. And in fact, in these two different assets, we had uh, these sort of big, massive, big basketball courts, full-size basketball courts that weren't really being used. So we cut them in half. We, we did a, a kid's playground with an adult um, sort of barbecue, you know, hangout area. And we had the other half as actually a half a basketball court. We did that on both assets and they were so well, well received. And so we typically do those value add plans within the first six to eight months of ownership that helps the team to get their, their feet underneath them. But it also allows us to then start to slowly uh, layer in the interior renovations. And over the last two and a half years, we were able to renovate, as I said, about 30% of the units. And part of the reason we were only able to renovate 30% of the units was one, big one, COVID last year. Uh, we, we just we ended up pausing because we didn't know where we were going. But the second thing was, again, to leave some meat on the bone. Part of the reason we were able to you know, exit this deal only two and a half years into our business plan was the fact that we actually had really uh, flexible financing on these assets. So we bought these assets with bridge financing which meant that we were able to exit them at this point, two and a half years into a business cycle that we ultimately thought we were going to hold for five years. Now, coming into this transaction, we thought maybe we can just refi, you know, and that was part of, was part of our thinking. We thought, okay, well, we're coming to the end of the first term of the bridge product. We could go and get agency on it now. Now the deals now qualify for agency loans. Um, but maybe we should just poke our head out and see if someone was going to pay us some money for these deals at a price that we wanted to sell them for to give a good return to our investors. Lo and behold, we got in, we got a buyer. And that buyer actually, this, the deal came to them off market. We floated the deal uh, to soft, soft float it, uh, which means, you know, we, the brokers go out and shop it around to a couple of key buyers before we go out and fully market it. So we did that in December last year. And we were able to find a buyer that was able to transact on it in June this year. So it took a little bit of time to get to the closing table, but ultimately we did. And again, I'm just grinning from ear to ear. And, and part of the reason we're, again, part of the reason we're able to exit this deal early was because of the debt structure we put on it. And that's one of the lessons, but I'm going to get more into the, the top three lessons that you know I actually took away from these, uh, these, these selling of these assets. But Primarily, primarily, the reason we're able to exit so early on in the business cycle was because of the debt structure. Now, these deals uh, were actually deals number three and number four in our portfolio. Today, we have over 12 deals in the portfolio, so we've grown very, very quickly. But the reason we put uh, bridge product, bridge uh, loan product on these assets was because we learnt on our first two assets we bought that we actually placed agency debt on those assets. And for those people not familiar with agency debt, it is the gold standard of multifamily financing here in the United States. Um, but they also have prepayment issues when you go and place seven and 10 year agency debt 
um, on, on certain assets. And our first two acquisitions, we have that debt structure in them. We still have those assets because we can't exit them just yet because our prepay would be too big. On these deals, however, our prepay was nothing. So what do we do? Okay, maybe we, we float it off, off market and we did. And if no one was gonna buy it, you know, we would just go and refinance it and we will you know, move on down the road because we still had 70% of the units left to turn. So overall, we had we, we were set ourselves up from lessons we'd learned on our first couple of deals, we set ourselves up successfully to exit two and a half years into the business plan. So part of that we were able to, in those two and a half years, was actually to grow the NOI by over 30%, three zero, which was pretty freaking awesome given what we've come through. And I'll, and I'll talk a little bit about, you know, the realities of what happened uh, in the deals. But the fact is we still were able to give our investors a really, really great return on their money. We, they got a 1.4 equity multiple, or over 1.4 equity multiple. They got over a 15% IRR. I'm not going to say the exact IRR, but it was, it was over 15%. It could be 18%. It could be 19%. But we're just going to say it's over 15% IRR. And investors were elated to get their money back. And so this is gonna lead me into the top three lessons I learned taking away and the value of taking deals full cycle. So the first lesson, really the first lesson, is proof of concept. So as a young company, you know, two and a half, three years ago when we were raising capital on this deal, on these deals I should say, we'd only done two deals at, at that point. These were deals three and four in the portfolio. And we still, we, we were relatively new to the game and we're still relatively new. But we people investors entrusted us with their money, right? We, they said, hey guys, we trust you to go out and, and make sure that our money is safe and that you can give us a good return on the investment. And what do we do? We ultimately went out and did that. So the first lesson I took away from cycling, if your first deal is proof of concept, we showed investors exactly, we did exactly what we said we we're gonna do. And that is so important when you're building a business, the foundation of any real estate business is to show your investors that you can return their capital, first and foremost, their, their principal, and you can give them a great return on that investment, right? We are not in the business of losing money, we're in the business of making money. And early on, we didn't have a massive track record, and so we're so grateful to those investors who entrusted us with their, their capital, and we were able to go out and grow uh, that, that capital and give it back to them two and a half years later. So proof of concept is really the first thing that I took away from these deals. The second lesson is, if you haven't heard me say this, I'll say it again on this show, you make money when you buy, you lose it through bad management. And the thing was with these deals, it wasn't smooth sailing from the start. No deal is, right? You, you, you set a pro forma, you do underwriting, you win the deal, you raise the money, and now the hard stuff, hard stuff starts, right? That's where you, you make the money. And if you have bad management, and not, I'm not just talking about property management, I'm talking also about asset management, which is what I oversee, and I oversaw these two assets from, from the start all the way through to disposition, is it's important to know that bad management, if you have bad management or bad management skills or bad people running your deals, you could, and, and, and the market gives you lemons like it did in COVID, you could end up upside down or you could end up with the wrong side and be losing money. And so it's really important. The second lesson is, how important it is to have good management, both asset management and property management. And I will tell you, I'll be honest with you, when we bought these deals, it wasn't smooth sailing, right? 
and the market reacted. We actually, when we first took over, one of the assets dropped to 80% occupancy because the seller had stuffed it with bad tenants and we had to go through and weed out all those bad, those bad un- people who just weren't paying rent. We had to go and evict a bunch of people. That dropped the occupancy straight away. That dropped cash flow straight away. So, all right, here we go. We're, we're right into the, the guts of it. And that, now, we didn't underwrite to that. We didn't underwrite to a dip, but that's what ultimately happened, right? The second thing um, that happened, which was really, really out of left field, was we had a massive water leak. Like, I'm talking six figures of water gone and on our meter and the, the San Antonio Water Association ultimately billed us over six figures of wasted water through, through a leak. We spent four weeks a year and a half ago in 2019 looking for a leak in midsummer, And ultimately we were looking in the property, we were looking in the buildings, we are looking at all the, the main water lines into each building and it actually was just after the pressure valve at the entrance of the property. And we, we spent thousands of dollars looking for this thing and we finally found that it was something to do with the pressure valve and that was leaking and that was actually leaking underground into a stormwater drain on the city side so hence we couldn't see it but we we had to ultimately loss we, we had to pay six figures worth of of lost water right i had no idea that was going to happen <laughs> it's like buying a used car you don't know if what if the head gas is going to blow or not and that's exactly what it is like with buying these old assets and there were you know these assets were built in the 80s so it did, the, the deals threw us a few curveballs and having, if we didn't have, if we weren't hands-on management, like I, I pride myself in, or like I, I instill in my team to be, you know, that, that I really instill my, my team members on site to manage these assets as if it's their own. If I didn't have that leadership or didn't bring that leadership skills to the table, we may not have be sitting here talking about how successful of an exit it was because those things still happen and we still manage to grow the NOI by over 30%. So imagine those things didn't happen. And then top, add on top of that COVID, right? So things can just happen in the market that you just don't ever can predict. We don't, when we underwrite these pro form, when we do these underwriting and win the deals, we don't have a crystal ball. We hope it goes off at a nice, you know, 35, 40 degree angle into the, the NOI and the growth. But ultimately, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a wavy curve to get to where we're going. And and we experienced that full full hand like firsthand. And it made us better operators. It made me a better operator. It made my staff better operators. It made our standard, standard operating procedures better. And that's the importance of having great management on site. So that was the second second takeaway. Now, the third takeaway leads back to the first one. And the third takeaway is trust. We were able to build trust with our equity partners. All our investors, we had over 100 investors on this deal. They trusted us with our money, even through the bad times, like the water situation, like the drop in occupancy in the beginning, like COVID, we were able to steer the ship through uncharted territory. And we were able to come out the other side and still return their principal. We didn't lose their money. And we gave them back a great return. We, we said, we did what we said we we're going to do. And that helps build trust. And trust leads to growing a bigger business. And for us as real estate investors and re- building a real estate company, having that trust with investors, showing them what we, what we setting it, setting out, showing them what we set out to do actually came true. That means that they're going to be able to go and tell their friends about the benefits of investing with me, benefits of investing with us in multifamily, and that's going to help grow our business. And that is so vital to growing any real estate business, to growing any business, 
is those referrals, is, is going out and saying, doing what you say you're going to do and building that trust with your customers because our customers are actually the investors. If we don't have our investors, we don't have, we don't have a business, right? We're able to also go out and build communities that we were proud of, that our investors were proud of. We did massive value add you know, projects across the property that made our tenants feel like they were safe it was affordable, it was clean, it was safe, and we built really great communities around it, which made, you know, when we sold these assets, we're over 96% occupied. We had great reten uh, tenant retention. That, again, comes back to great management, great on-site team management. It comes back to building really great communities that we want to go out and build and be proud of as a company. So all this trust leads to growing a business and setting the foundations, and that's why it's so important and why I'm so excited to share this little episode with you of some of the top lessons I learned, I took away from going full cycle on our first two ever deals. Um, I just can't, I can't tell you how excited I am. So again, just to recap on those three things. So the first one was proof of concept, right? Making sure that we could, we went out and did what we say we we're going to do. The second thing was, was you make money when you buy, you lose it through bad management, having proper, good hands-on management, you know, I, I, I'll take some of the credit, I'll take all the credit for that uh, with, with, in conjunction with our property management team. But I was, you know, on every single call, writing my team every single week, empowering them to make decisions, even through tough times, like when we lost six figures of water through just down the drain, that we still kept going and were still able to grow that NOI. And the last thing was that, we, the last takeaway was that we were able to build trust, trust with our investors, trust with our tenants, to, to build incredible communities, to give our investors back a really great return on their, on their money. We give them back over $13 million in equity. I think we ended up, right, we raised about $9.5 million of equity and we, we returned about 13 million. So that feeling just doesn't, you can't, you can't describe that feeling sometimes. And they're the three big takeaways from going full cycle. So if you're listening to this, if you are an aspiring operator or you are an aspiring yeah, multifamily investor, and Hopefully, this gave you a little bit of insight into how I think as a business owner in terms of why it's so important coming full cycle on deals and, and, and just really diving, even, even when things don't go right, the, 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 the power of coming full cycle because that will set you up for success in the future. And I'm just absolutely elated. Our investors are elated and so, um, and so is the whole entire team. So... If you have any questions about uh, any of these top three tips that I took away from cycling our first two deals, please reach out to me. Reach out to me at info, that's I-N-F-O at readgooses.com. If you do like this episode or you'd like any of the episodes, I'll say it again, please give us a five-star review on iTunes because that is the way we grow this brand. It's the way we grow this podcast is through your support. And we're going to do this all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life. Okay.